EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Happy lockdown Sydney um, If you're in Sydney, that's the only way we can look at it really Congratulations Melbourne, you're out of it uh, Or you will be tonight if you're listening on Tuesday And uh, Perth, well you can just keep sticking your big middle finger up at us uh, I know that's what you're doing And I know everyone has a view I know everyone thinks they're a bloody expert um, but none of you are. In fact, no one is. So we just do what we're told, and we'll get through. Um, and hopefully a podcast here and there will help you get through, as well as some great articles, some great news, some great reviews, and great info at EFTM.com. Um, we've got a bit to get through today, a few calls, a bunch of calls, actually, and um, we're going we're gonna to ring the first winner of the EFTM LG OLED Gaming TV Giveaway. Uh, we've got some beautiful televisions from LG. They're wonderful people, and they have given us three amazing $3,000 LG OLED C1 TVs, which have all the gaming features you would want. They are, frankly, the best TV you can get for gaming. They sold out in big numbers last year, the, the 2020 model. These are the 2021 model, um, and they're worth three grand each. They're 48-inch TVs. I've got one set up next to our, um, our Xbox and Sim here, and then we've got the Xbox Series X. From the gamesman, I went and bought three to match the LG TV, so you can win one of those just by downloading the EFTM app, get your EFTM ID through the win page, and enter at EFTM.com. You only have to enter once, and we're drawing it three times throughout the competition, so that's really, really exciting. So we will call that winner um, here on the show very soon. We're also going to talk about the Olympics um, with the head of digital at, uh, at Seven. Uh, Gerard Roberts, um, I can't wait to have a chat with him about 7 Plus. I think it's a phenomenal um, presentation of content, um, and it's been very well done. So we'll, we'll hear more about that and get you, get you hooked on the Olympics here as well. Um, all that plus, most importantly, your calls. And let's get cracking. Let's get straight to the phones here on the EFTM podcast. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Taking your calls, helping you with your tech questions. Trevor Long here, uh, helping you out. Uh, get Go to the website, EFTM.com. That's what Craig did. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Oh, mate, uh, I'm just interested in uh, looking at uh, a mesh system. I have a two-story house, and I had some uh, dead spots for my Wi-Fi. So I'm just looking for um, some suggestions on what might work for me. Have you got a budget for me, or are we a bit open-ended, or are we, got, uh, are we restricted? I'm... What are we thinking? Well, I know they they do vary in price from, you know, get quite expensive. So yeah. I'm guessing um, I'm only a two to three person house. So we're probably looking at you know around the seven hundred dollar mark. I guess somewhere yep. around there. And and so it's only two people that that live there, at the moment. Yes. So. Um, I guess the the thing that's a really important point because actually the amount of traffic on the network is just as important as what you're trying to achieve. So you're trying to fill a dead spot here, right? Um, I am, yeah. And there's but no particularly when um in COVID now with everybody's yeah. sitting home and wanting to stream movies and uh yep. whatnot, it just makes it difficult, I guess. So um so let me start at the kind of mid mid range. Um it's actually an entry level for, for Netgear, the Orbi um AX eighteen hundred they call it. Uh it's the it's I think the model number might be RBK three five three, but it's the it's five hundred and ninety nine bucks at JB Hi Fi, but it's a three pack. Now how big's the house? Um, it's typically, I don't know what the square meter is, but it's just a typically four bedroom, two story house with okay. um, with a separate, you know, 
Oh, I what would you call it? Rumpus room, I yep. guess. Now my cinema room. I, yeah, so, God uh, love it. That's you've done well there to convince the wife to let you do that. Well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so look, there, there, there's two that I'd throw at you to be honest in the that kind of broad price range. Six hundred bucks get you gets you the the Orbi dual band um, and three a three pack. So it means you put one of them next mm-hmm. to your modem, you put another one somewhere in the house, and you put another one slightly further away. Now. Oh, I've not. I've got a. I would assume typical two-story house as well. Um, you know, four bedrooms. Um, yes. I've only ever used a two-pack Orbi, but I've always had the kind of top-of-the-line one. So if you wanted to look at that, you're talking seven eighty-nine. Now, to be honest, that's a very good deal. That's about a hundred bucks off right now. So it's not not a bad thing to look at. And that is solid future proofing. Not only is it Wi-Fi six, and they both are. They're both the ones I've recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the seven eighty nine one, which is a two pack, is tri band, and what that means is that the two devices, the router and the satellite, have their own little private network that they communicate on, while all your devices don't get um, you know conflicted with the traffic between the two uh, satellite and router. So there is a definite advantage to having the tri band system, but I would also yeah. say you normally receive that advantage in a more populated home so you're probably not going to notice in a, in a two-person home the dual no. band being an issue for you so i think you're pretty safe to go with a with a, a dual band system as long as it's wi-fi 6 that's my main thing for you you're yes, going to invest in this now yeah. it's got to be wi-fi 6 so in the next five years it's 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 really giving you the value that you're getting out of any new devices you get lovely all, all right, right. well um thank you for your advice happy shopping um, you in lockdown that. Uh, sure am, so unfortunately. A bit of, bit of so. online shopping, so that's always fun too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. My, my wife looked at the bank balance the other day and she said, we're saving money. I said, that's good. She goes, I'm going to go shopping. I went, okay. <laughs> it's not it's how a bit it like works, that, isn't it? but okay. <laughs> All right, mate. I've, yeah. Stay safe. It's and uh, at the moment because I've got family overseas at the moment that can't uh, get back, So, um, uh, but that will change, I guess. Yeah, and, and how long have they been over there? Uh, my son's in uh, London. He's been there nearly two years now. So, how long has he been trying to get back? Um, well, he sort of he sort of wants to come back, but he's not far, overly fussed. I know it sounds a bit strange because the difficulties of um, you know with the airfare costs yeah, and whatnot. Totally. So, yeah, I've got but, a mate um, in Europe who um, I won't lie, he's kind of anti everything we're doing here in terms of lockdowns and stuff. But I look at him now, and he he's gone through the pain of being separated from family, but he's now got the kind of freedom that Europe has now. Whether that's, oh, that's a good, right. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But it also does – it's just that separation, you know. You want to come yeah. home and see your family. So there's only so yeah, much well, a Zoom and a FaceTime call can do, isn't there? Exactly right. Well, in saying that, he was in Spain last week, so I can't begrudge him. Yeah, life's tough, <laughs> so, isn't it, eh? Just jump yeah, on a Ryanair flight and you're off somewhere. So yeah, um, he, if he comes back here, he's stuck here for a while too. Yeah, well, that's right, you know. So he's lucky he's got employment. That's the main thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and he's, and he's healthy, mate. That's the other thing. Gotta... Yeah, all that thing. Yeah, it's been, it'd be nice to be young and healthy. You know, I think he's already been through COVID and he's had it, but he's, you know, went through it and come out the other end with yeah. no issues. So, right. Oh, well, that's, mate, that's a positive, buddy. Stay safe. Yeah. Stay healthy. All that's right, all we Trevor. can ask. Good on you, Craig. Mate, I appreciate your help, mate. Thank you. My pleasure. And if you've got a question like Craig, just uh, go to the website, EFTM.com. Happy to try and help you out. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Kobe's on the line. G'day, Kobe. Morning. How are you going? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for good, you? Good. Um, I'm looking to replace uh, an eight-year-old uh, LED TV. My yep. son's uh, pushing me to replace it. Um, <laughs> what about a, that for a, pressure? <laughs> Got a budget of around about $1,500, $1,600. Yep. How big do you want uh, it to be? 
I'm not completely bothered. My son wants bigger, bigger the better in his yeah. in his eyes. Um, I he's support that theory. He's 13. He's 13. Is he? Right, yeah, right. he, he into play, gaming though yet? What's he into? He's into his uh, FIFA on the PS4. Okay, FIFA. Now that's interesting because I mean I know it's a fast-moving sport, soccer, football. Yep. But actually, in the PlayStation game, the the motion isn't that radical, is it? Because it's it's not pretty really, much no. just a big green screen, and you just right, and it's yeah. just the ball. So I'm not look. There'll be people listening going, "You're, you're crazy." It's uh, it's still important. But see, when you compromise on on screen quality, you do lose things like uh, you know uh, refresh rate, which is the number one okay. thing. So you're saying fifteen hundred dollars. Roughly, yeah, about fifteen, six hundred dollars. Yeah. So I think the, the 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 simple thing to do then is go. Okay, what are we gonna? What are we? What's the best and what's the worst we can get there? So for fifteen hundred bucks, or fifteen ninety five, right? You're gonna yep. get um, a twenty twenty one model Samsung fifty five or LG sixty five TV, right? Okay. So LG sixty five inch um, nano cell, not their absolute best TV by any right. stretch. Okay, um, and that's that's pretty awesome. Sixty five inches. Is is a good size TV, right? Okay. Um, you but but let's be clear, you could get last year's model seventy five inch high sense. Yep. And it's awesome. Well, okay. Like, honestly, I know that you know you can be compelled to buy the most recent one and all that kind of stuff, but for what you're doing, man, that's a cracking TV. The worst thing I'd say about getting last year's high sense is that in some point in time it's going to become you know, so many years old that the apps yeah. won't update and things like that. But in this day and age, mate, you buy a $100 Chromecast with Google TV, plug it in, and it's got every app. Okay. So I wouldn't That's be too fussed about what's built into the TV, even though that TV, yep. I think, will have KO, um, Stan, Netflix. It'll have heaps. Um, okay. You plug that PlayStation in, and the kid's going to run all the good apps off the PlayStation anyway. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, mate, I reckon, for me... I'd, I'm with him. Go big, go home. Samsung, <laughs> uh, sorry, Hisense, 75-inch S8, Series okay. 8 from 2020. It's 13.95 right now at JB Hi-Fi. Okay, perfect. Just a quick one if I can, if yeah. you don't mind. Just a quick question. I did have a look at a dual cell Hisense TV. I think it's last year's model. Yeah. Um, I think it's been discontinued because there might have been a few issues with some of the um, the quality on the screen. It was originally about $3,500, and it's currently available at JB Hi-Fi for about 1500 how big is it? 65-inch. So I, I didn't have any problem with the dual cell. Um, the idea was that it would try and give you a better picture quality than what you get from yeah. the traditional lighting. The reason I think they've discontinued it is because mini-LED has come along much quicker than they expected as right. a better backlighting technology. Okay. Now, because it's a one-off, though, I personally would err against it. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my concerns, and, kind of long, longevity on it. We, we don't. I mean, yeah, I, I'd err on the side of just getting the bigger one. And, uh, okay. mate, at 70, if you can fit a 75-inch TV, impressive yep. as hell. You'll okay, be in the FIFA good. with him. <laughs> that sounds good. As if you're not already, eh? <laughs> I, I sneak in the odd game. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> it is. There it is. Oh, okay, be good on you, mate. Enjoy. All right, help, mate. All right mate. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, if you're uh, addicted to gaming like uh, Kobe's son and uh, you want an excuse to buy a big TV, I can help you out with that. Uh, we'll find you a great deal. Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's always interesting to see Dad's, you know, Dad's in on the gaming too. Don't worry. He's playing the game too. It's like Flight Simulator on the Xbox. I was cracking it out last night and Jack was like, can I have a turn? I'm like, no way you can have a turn. I'm, you can wait till I'm finished, buddy. And then it's your bedtime. You're <laughs> listening to EFTM. 
Great to have your company on the EFGM podcast. Uh, thanks for downloading. Leave a rating and review. It uh, helps me feed my ego. It's very important. G'day, Damien. Hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I uh, finally went out and bought an electric scooter off your recommendation, speaking to the Unagi uh, gentleman. Ah, the Unagi. What? Just let's let's yeah. talk uh, openly about that interview. Um, he didn't really want to talk about anything else other than the scooter, did he? I mean, let's be honest. He didn't. I, 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 did, I did pick up on that, but I guess he's got a product to sell and he doesn't want to let anyone else talk about anything else. No, days. fair <laughs> enough, too. But um, you know what? I, um, I've i wheeled the uh, Unagi. I, it's my, my scooter of choice. We've got a couple at home. I'm lucky. Um, and the kids yep. jump on theirs and I go, nah, that one's for me. But I'll tell you why in a minute. You tell me what you thought first. And you, I think I saw a message from you. You got it on a special as well. Yeah, 500 bucks off at uh, JB Hi-Fi. Wow. Is that still valid? I don't know. It was last week. So well, you... so here's, here's a quick story, though. We're moving house in October, and the wife goes, you can wait till you get October. But I've been saving like hell, and yeah. the house keeps getting put back. She <laughs> said, finally, you know what? Go out and buy your scooter. Wow. So, you know, so I did straight away, and then it was on special. It was like the perfect dream. You nailed it because it's back at sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, okay, there you go. Black, white, blue, or red, what'd you get? Well, I'm not a Ferrari fan because I'm an F1 fan, so I didn't go red. And I, I thought silver and black or white and black were boring, so I went the blue. And you know now everyone thinks I'm a Red Bull fan. Oh, I was just going to say, I'd prefer the blue, but it does have, the, for an F1 fan, does have the Red Bull connotations. Anyway. Anyway. I'm a, I'm a Mercedes fan. So as you know, I was looking at the Mercedes one a while ago. I just couldn't justify... The extra eight hundred dollars for having logos versus the and mate, it's not as powerful. This is a much more powerful scooter. It doesn't. The, this one doesn't have as much range. But um, mate, where are you? Seri- oh. Where are you seriously riding it that you're going to run out of range? Well, can I can I give you a good story? Then over yeah. the weekend, I finally went on my first trip. Yeah, and I had a bit of an accident. Uh oh. Um, it got caught in a sort of ridge, and I've scratched it already. Oh. And the is that the worst the, feeling? And right over the light as well. I've got a scratch near the light, yeah. if that makes sense. Now, the wife said the first thing she goes is, I knew this wasn't going to be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Were you damaged in the incident? I had a few scar. I had a bit of bleeding on the knee. Okay. But um, I said, you know what? I'm like a big kid. I'll get back up and I'll go again. So, um but there is, oh, there is one thing I've Googled. You can unlock them to go a little bit faster, but I can't seem to do it on the Aussie version. So I'm wondering Wait, if Why would you want to go way. faster than what it goes? Well, especially for hills, because I did notice uh, up hills it has it struggled a bit. What? Um, so, can I ask a personal question? What's, uh, what's your weight? In the 90s. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, they all struggle up a hill, but... Yeah, they do. It's... Yeah, I, I yeah, I just look at it and go, you know what? Uh, there, there comes a point where you got to put the foot down and and push it a bit, or just get off for that that last. Yeah, bit. I did. I don't know. I, I got a leg workout for a little bit. So but my number one thing about the Unagi, and I mentioned it briefly in my review, is Jesus, the electric braking is intense. Yes. Like it's dangerous. I don't let my youngest ride it. It's too intense. He wouldn't know how to handle it. He'd go yeah. ass over. I actually, I actually like it better than because. I became a fan from all the Lime scooters and the Neuron scooters around Brisbane. Yep. So that's what sort of got me into electric scooters. And we should so be clear, you're in Queensland, so it's legal for you to ride around the pathways and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Brisbane, it's legal right on the bikeways now. Um, they've they've really opened it up now to be to be legal. So, and how has um, that changed? Like in your view, as a, as a citizen of the state of the city, um, you know, we had the problem of the bikes everywhere littering the joint. You allowed scooters in because they're legal. What's the what does it look yep. like up there right now? Are there is is it safe? Is there, there things lying around? I mean, I, I think it's a great mate, idea, mate. We, I hate to, I know you're in lockdown as well, but <laughs> I guess people follow the rules up here. Yeah. We actually yeah. care about our city. I don't. I don't mean to be disrespectful. So we're not going to go, you know, chucking things in our in our river because we care about the brown, as we call it, as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hence why you know, I guess we. Yes, there's been incidences, and and can I can I can I strongly say is I bought a helmet as well. Yep. Um. And Thank Christ. <laughs> yeah. And I ride on the footpaths. I'm yep. not an idiot to be right. You know, people get caught by the police, and the, the two biggest things is why they're caught is they don't have a helmet, yep. and they're riding on the road, and they're riding it late at night after being drinking. So take away those three things, yep. and they're actually yep. pretty safe. And mine mine got caught in a little gap. That's why I, I went ass over. Sorry, yeah. I, say. I went I went over I went over the thing, and that can happen on a bike as well. People yes. get injured on a bike as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's about getting up again. You do so, have to be very observant mate, of the of the path in front of you, don't you? Exactly, you do. Exactly. Which so is also why, mate, I wouldn't want it to go any faster because that means reaction times need to be improved for you and we're all getting older. Not a good deal. Yes, true, true. Well, while I got you quickly as well, um, Trev, you'll like this. Sunday and, and yesterday, I worked from home yesterday, so I had three streams of the Olympics going. And yes. I've got the 1,000-speed internet at the moment, I finally got it. By the way, since we've last chatted, well, I've got, um, I got it. I got it last week as well. Um, I don't know what happened, but the Olympics because yeah. you can have mul- multiple streams. I have. I got it with Optus, and you know me, how I love a bargain. I'm paying forty nine dollars a month for six months at the moment. Oh, go away! But I'll, I'll tell you, data wise, I did fifty gig on Sunday <laughs> of watching the Olympics, and yeah. yesterday I did sixty gig. It's not awful. It's not awful, but let's just say that's a lot of sport when you've got three streams going just yourself and the wife's got one stream going herself to watch all the different sports. Yeah, look, I'm going to say I logged on to my Aussie Broadband account recently and, and looked at the data usage and it was far in excess of the terabyte that I originally had, you know, as, as part of the thing before it went unlimited. And we just, like, we don't have an antenna, so we stream just free to air. I mean, we stream everything. So, yeah, it's pretty yeah. intense. I'm just waiting for the day that free-to-air channels, and I think I've, I've, I've had this discussion it's in the man cave. Can I say the man cave, by the way? Oh, awesome. Thanks, mate. You, you know where I'm going with this, aren't you? 4K and 8K yeah. free-to-air. It's just too expensive, mate. I, I, I get that, but I guess there comes a point where TV stations need to keep up with the TV quality. Yeah, I think they're all, uh, for, for at least for the foreseeable future, they're going to hold on to the vision that they have content that is so desirable that the quality doesn't, not not doesn't matter, but doesn't outweigh the the cost. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I get that. It's just it's twenty years old. I know. Now, I know. When digital TV came in, I I, I worked in the. That, this is what got me into technology and working in retail, electrical retail for twenty years. I was watching a sixty minute story on digital TV back in 1999. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I fell in love with. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, would more people watch Lego Masters if it was in 4K? If it was advertised as in 4K? 
you don't you don't know until you put it out there. Well, everything I see still, especially when I look at the fetch box usage, um, people aren't even watching HD. So if they're if they're choosing channel nine over channel ninety, then we got a long push for them to choose something else over even HD. No. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a big, I get, I get, I, I, big education yeah. required. No, I get your point. Yeah. No, I get your point. I get your point. Like I said, it's just, I, lo- I love the conversation behind it because I guess I'm always wanting to look for that next. I'm always going, what's next? It's like the that movie Robots, Upgrades People, Upgrades, that line. Well, <laughs> let, let, me put, let me agree with you and put it to you in one simple way. What I think, a missed, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities for Seven in their Olympic app. I think it's amazing, but... I think it could have been it could have been so much more. For example, sharing. If I saw an event, I want to click share, and I want to be the one that shares a clip, and I want to be. And I know there's rights, but trust me, they can they can own those, um, or at least you'd be able to yeah. share a link to an event. Like I'm watching this channel, you watch it with me. It's bloody hard to do on the apps, not on the website. Yeah, the uh, actually the app the app itself is yesterday. I found it wasn't updating the times, and you and like last night the surfing was on and. It was on Seven Mate, but I can also know that it was also had a separate channel, which was more. No, or less it took me. It I, took me hours yeah. to find the women's four hundred meter freestyle replay. I found a highlight, but it was sixty seconds. I wanted to show yeah. my daughter the entire four hundred meters, and it took me ages. And it was listed as being up yesterday. It only happened earlier that day. Little things like that. But here's my here's my big idea. They missed the Seven Four K Olympic Channel. Now, not yeah. all of it. But just to select every 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 day, there's select events in 4K. Boom, that's your upsell, and they didn't do it. Yep. No. Frankly, totally like frankly, stuff. charge for it. I'm Imagine, for it. would you have paid ten bucks for a 16-day subscription to a 4K stream? Yes, because I paid twenty dollars for I paid twenty dollars for Rio. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I I usually have two weeks off for the Olympics, but I'm. Again, moving out, so I need all my holidays at the moment. So I usually have the two weeks for the Olympics, and I sit there and watch it. You're a nut. Like there's no tomorrow. So, uh, I love sport. You know, I just, you know, I, right. I live and breathe it. Good on you, man. You know, but anyway, Trent, well, enjoy mate, the scooter, my man. I will. I just, I'll stop crashing. It's highly recommended. <laughs> Thanks, right. mate. Good on you, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting in touch and thanks for uh, thanks for buying on my recommendation. It means a lot. No worries. Cheers. Have a good day. Cheers. You too. And uh, it's an interesting one the the scooter debate because it's it's illegal to ride them in New South Wales and Victoria, I think, and a few other states. But in Queensland, they've nailed it. They're available to hire on the streets lime scooters. And here's the thing: for people that think they get littered everywhere, they have to be picked up every night by lime. So they can be taken away and charged and then placed back out again. So even if they are on the footpath lying sideways, they're never there for more than 24 hours because they've got trackers in them. A van comes around, picks them up, takes them, charges them, and then brings them back and sits them out nicely. And everyday people can buy a scooter and ride them legally around the paths. It's bloody... Like, if people can ride a, a bicycle, why can't they ride a scooter? It's I think it's the simplest legislation... New South Wales and Victoria and others could enact. Um, and I think it should be done. But that's just me. Let me know your thoughts. I, I may be wrong. I don't know. Um, start a debate in the man cave if you like, or uh, hit me up on Twitter at Trevor Long. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. All right. So we have an LG TV to give away. I have done the draw um, using our competition software Gleam, which is where all your entries are. It randomly picks winners. 
And I mentioned on the uh, Facebook Man Cave group that I have absolutely given permission for all the Man Cave moderators to enter because why the hell not? Um, just my family that can't win. So we, we clicked the button. Um, we found a winner. And the winner is Herschel. So let's give him a call. Hi, hello. Is that Herschel? Hi, it's Herschel speaking. Hi, good day. Yeah, very well. Mate, it's Trevor Long calling. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Very well. Were you on speakerphone there? No, yeah, well, you know what actually happened? What? Uh, I hope this is not being recorded. It was a bit embarrassing. I've taken the call on my hearing aid. Yeah. Hearing aid. Trevor, you've got such a distinctive voice. Wow. <laughs> well, why is it embarrassing to take the call on your hearing aid? That's brilliant. No, no, no. What happened? No, what happened was huh. I'm halfway, I'm about three kilometres from home. Yeah. And I just realised I'm supposed to be at a client. Yeah. And so I've just realised that I left my phone at home. Well, now you know where it is because I've called it. So, yes, I'm driven home mm. and I'm coming in the front door. So it's called the signal. You're just the right man to talk to about. And listen, <laughs> the thing is, I have to admit a very important yes. thing, Herschel. This call is being recorded. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but you've said nothing incriminating, but Herschel. Yes. You've won an LG TV and an Xbox. Oh, my God. I'm going on my knees. I've entered so many competitions in my life. Oh, my goodness. And I've been, like, looking at yours, reading the blogs and everything. You're a great bloke. And you're looking better than ever yourself, too, eh? Oh, you, I'm already, you've already got the Xbox. Calm down. <laughs> I'm telling you, seriously. No, that's very kind oh, of you, mate. Thank- very much. Well, mate, so I've just drawn it literally uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, so a 48-inch yes. LG OLED TV worth three grand and an Xbox worth 750. Oh, I, um, I think the only issue I've got, mate, is they're here in my office. I don't know how to get them to Perth. So I'll just need to work on the logistics okay. of that. Probably cost yes. me a million dollars to get it over to you, but I'll work that out, okay? <laughs> okay. Do it. I go to clients' homes every day. I promise you're going to get such a good vibe. And such a good uh, follow-up from this to my clients. <laughs> well, uh, mate, I'm glad so I'm I'm glad to bring some joy to your day, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Congratulations. I'm I'll be in touch on the email, mate. I'll be in touch on the email yeah. and let you know what we need to do next. Thanks so very very much. Cheers. Nice congratulations. Cheers, well, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, there he is. That's our winner. That's uh, that's awesome. We're going to do one a week from now on uh, for the next three weeks, and uh, you could be one of the winners too. You could be like Herschel. Uh, except don't leave your phone at home because when I call, you've got to be there. Um, an LG OLED 48-inch TV, the C1 model, which is outstanding, along with a brand-new Xbox Series X. We've given one away. We've got two to go. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. If you need tech help, go to the website, EFTM.com. Kirsty's on the line. G'day, Kirsty. Hi, how are you going? You in lockdown? Yes, <sighs> Central Coast. Got kids? Yeah, four-year-old. <laughs> oh, okay. So not quite homeschooling yet. So that, that pain isn't no. there, but the pain of entertaining in lockdown is. Correct. Yes. There's what, only so much you can do. What can I do for you? Just looking for advice on a new laptop. What are you looking for? What do you use it for? Yeah, so um, working from home mm-hmm. um, as well as just general web browsing and whatnot. Um, my number one pet peeve is laptops that go too slowly. Yep. Um, so I don't want something that's going to cause me grief from that perspective. Have you got um, a budget in mind? Um, not too expensive, but not super cheap. Yep. So something somewhere in the middle. Um, not Apple. Yep. Um, I've currently got an Apple 
iMac, um, but the work that I need to do from home needs to be compatible with my employer's Windows-based system. Yep. Okay. That's fair. And look, there's some great Windows laptops, so it's not... It was a, there was a period, I'm going to say like three years ago, when it was like, oh, geez, there's really not many good Windows laptops, but there's some crackers now. So let me let me get your reaction to prices. How's yep. $2,400? Crazy? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. No. So... so a beautiful one. It's brand new um, from LG. Um, it's called the LG Gram. One reason I like it, really big. Like the screen, you know, pushes to the edges. And that's a funny thing about laptops. When you open them up, you realize how big that border is around the screen. And it's like a waste. It's like, why are we, yeah. why aren't we utilizing this real estate? So the LG Gram, very good. Intel Core i5 processor. So that okay. thing should be perfectly fine. And that's really the number one thing you need to look for with that complaint about speed is Intel Core i5. Intel yep. Core i7. 7, yeah. One of those two, all right? The the 7's obviously faster and better. It's also more expensive. But, yep. you know, play play the game against your, your budget. So, for example, you go into JB Hi-Fi when you're allowed to um, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, read up about these two. That LG Gram compared to a Lenovo Yoga at, yes. frankly, a little bit less price with an i7 processor. And honestly... The Lenovo Yoga is great because it's um, it's one of those convertibles, so you can kind of stand it up as a tent and watch Netflix on it if you like. But it's also yeah. super portable, easy to use, and an i7 processor. That's you know that's a pretty darn good pick at twenty one ninety nine from Lenovo because that's a big name brand, a very good product, hard to look it over. Has, yeah, so I have that one has come up. It has not the best reviews on JB Hi-Fi's website, um, but yeah. Honestly, the problem with reviews on retailer websites is they're not sourced from actual buyers they're they're sourced from kind of across the across the internet um there's these kind of review comparison websites which are totally fine but also there's a whole bunch of different yogas just to be clear so the lenovo yoga is now what they just call anything that that flips around and converts this one specifically uh, on their jb website is called the lenovo yoga 7i evo 14 i mean it's a crazy um, model name and all that kind of jazz, but I I would vouch for Lenovo. I've had plenty. I think they're great. Um, it's got a fingerprint scanner, so really easy to log on to. There's a whole bunch of really simple and cool things about it. The other yeah. one I, I want to find for you, at least get you to look at, is Dell. Now it may be over or, or under your price range, but I, honestly, we among the team here, Daniel and Scott, both also love the Dell XPS. It's the XPS 13 from memory is is their, their best, it's their, also their most expensive, but just consider the Dell because they it's a stunning, beautiful, really good laptop, um, much more portable. But you may you may be cautious about that portability because if, you, if you're pretty much using it at home, then maybe you don't need this, the smaller size and the portability, maybe the, the larger size. Yeah, that LG, for example, that LG is a 16-inch laptop Okay. Yep. at 2400, whereas the Lenovo is a 14-inch. So two yep. very different laptops at a similar price range, the big difference being size and performance. Yes, okay. But I, I think if you were to go with a Lenovo or Dell, you certainly won't be disappointed. And I, my only thing for you is to say be careful and look for an Intel Core i7 or i5 processor. Yep. And the compromise you'll normally make is on the size of the hard drive. So where yes, possible, get get the, get. you don't have to go big on the hard drive. The actual benefit is looking for something with a solid-state SSD, which makes things launch faster, but it's also way more expensive, just so okay. you know. 
Yeah. And what about RAM? Do I need to worry about that? Don't stress about it. I mean, I've okay. not come across too many computers that don't have compatible RAM. You should have eight gig at least, right? Some of them okay. you might pull 16 out. And that... 16 and 32 from everything that I've looked at. Exactly. Look, eight's the minimum, obviously. 16's going to be better, but it's actually going to be the performance you'll notice is in the solid-state hard drive. And just clicking now and looking, the LG has a solid-state. I'm looking now at the Lenovo. Also has a solid-state. So, honestly, okay. I'd, I'd feel really confident if you bought either of those two laptops, the Lenovo at $2,199, the LG at yeah. $2,400. Great workhorse laptops that will also last you a long time and serve you well. Okay, awesome. Excellent. Thank no you worries. Happy much. shopping. Thank you. All right. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trevor. Cheers. Bye. And if you've got a question, like, Kirsty, get in touch. Happy to go. Secret shopping for you. And I know I talk about JB. It's just my go-to website. Um, I don't have a commercial relationship with them at all. Um, you can get those deals at, you know, Officeworks and, and Harvey Norman as well. A critical thing about laptops, though, you, you rarely ever see the exact same laptop at two places other than Apple and maybe Microsoft. They'll often have a slightly different model number, slightly different configuration, so it's very hard to shop and also price shop. So uh, be wary of that. Look on the specs. Look at the screen size, the hard drive, the hard drive style, and the processor. Those are the most critical and important things. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I've been talking about 7 Plus for the last five days since um, the Olympics really started to get underway. Uh, and we were talk- I was talking to Curler earlier who said he had, I think, three streams of 7 Plus running on, over the weekend, use 50 and then 60 gigabytes of his internet data, and he doesn't care because it's awesome. So who else should we get on but uh, Jared Roberts, the Chief Digital Officer from Seven. How are you, Jared? Uh, I'm tired. Happy, <laughs> but really tired. Are you happy? Because, I mean, it's 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 a big punt. When I look at it, you've obviously been thinking about this for years, but I think for the general public, it's like, oh, wow, Seven's got everything this time around. Yeah, look, uh, we had... An enormous ambition, and I think you know what we've what we've attempted and and what we've delivered in the early days, at least, um, you know, is really exceptional. Yeah, you know, we've got um, you know more than forty live channels uh, covering every single sport, um, live, you know, in HD, um, and again, the scale of that I don't think should be underestimated. No. It's so far over and above you know what anyone's tried to do before. Um, and again, I, I think you know, early in the piece, we've absolutely delivered that. Um, we take that you know really seriously, but we went into this across both broadcast and streaming, um, you know, with the seven sport team with a with this idea of Olympics for all. Yep. Um, and that and that really guided our decision, you know, to try and do this. Because um, it's like a I risk, said, right? Like at some point along the way, someone at Seven made the decision to go all in, as opposed to making money off selling rights to to another broadcaster like a pay TV. So it is a huge risk financially for the business. But you know, clearly, I think you you can see the the numbers would make it add up on a on a person level. It's just a matter of whether or not you, I guess, the advertising revenue is paying it back. <laughs> Uh, look, it's a huge challenge. You know, it's a um, it's a big risk. I mean, there's absolutely you know the the need to deliver and and make money off it. But then there's the operational risk, you know, and then the reputational risk. So you really got to be confident in your ability to deliver. And then you know you throw on top of that, you know, the COVID challenges that we're all going through. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've got. Yeah, I can tell you, we've got. 
you know, a team who are delivering the biggest digital event in Australian history from their lounge rooms at home in Sydney. So, you know, you throw that on top. And I just, I've got to say, it's just, it's a huge credit to the team. It's a huge credit to the business and and a huge thank you to everyone who's tuning in. And I think the, the credit must go to those people because you mentioned reputational risk. This is a massive risk. And I uh, I don't want to overstate or understate because I just got to say two words, Optus Sport and, you know, the the debacle around the World Cup, you know, that must play on everyone's mind when you make these decisions to go so heavily into a digital platform like this. It does. Again, you know, if we think about that, you know, more than 40 live streams coming out of Tokyo where we haven't been able to send the team that we would, you know, normally have on deck, uh, you know, that's that's more than four times the amount of live streams that anyone's ever taken into, into yep. Australia before. So, it is huge. You've got to get it right. Um, you know, we think we've made a great start, but we'll continue to learn. Um, and I think that the interesting thing for me is, is to your earlier point, you know, the audience that we've had here has absolutely outstripped anyone's expectation. Yeah. You know, all of all of the forecasts, everyone said, you know, we should do a billion minutes across the games um, between the opening ceremony. And the first three days of competition, we've already delivered more than a billion minutes. Um, you know, we had more than 400 Australians on the platform on Sunday for what was, you know, the biggest streaming day in Australia. 400,000. Four million Australians on the platform on Sunday. Um, that was the reach. So, again, I, you know, for us, um, you know, that's a lot of people coming in, you know, a lot of people who we want to do a great job for. And it's a... It's a huge risk, but it's it's a fantastic responsibility. I have to ask because I was just mentioned this by by a caller. Did you ever consider having a 4K stream, even if it's just one special stream, and even potentially charging for it? Uh, look again, we we really embrace this content of Olympics for all. So you know, the charging piece for us, we we really didn't want to go down that yep. track. And and in that event, you know, particularly again, given the number of live streams. Yeah, we want to be able to balance consistency of service, reliability, and make sure that all of our streams are secure. So, again, we we really wanted to prioritise that, you know, um, know, that for our consumers. And as I said, we're really guided by that philosophy that we took in. Is the biggest learning thus far discovery? Because I've seen no, I've personally seen no complaints about actually getting streams or, or the physical stream working, right? but I feel like it's really hard to find what you want to watch because there's so much to see and that's a new challenge that no one's ever had before. It is. And look, you know, we've, there is a, a new UX, you know, that we that we rolled out specifically for the Olympics to try and simplify it and make it as easy as we possibly can because you're absolutely, you're right, there's a lot. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> I watched you know, an hour and a half of mountain biking yesterday. I've never I, seen mountain biking in my life. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, as you say, there's more than 40 live streams. Plus, on top of that, we've got highlights. We've got minis, which is, you know, cut-down versions of full events. Then we've got full replays. So there is a lot in there. And, again, in the early days, it takes you a while to to get immediately to what it is that you want. But we've really tried to simplify it. We've got, you know, single channels for every sport in alphabetical order that you can go directly to. And the other thing as well, you know, the – um, viewing guide that we've got is a really easy way in. If you go directly to the competition schedule, we'll tell you exactly where things are on. And if it's on live at that time, you can click on it and it'll take you directly to the event. Do you um, do you look at this already and think about all the things you, you, you could be doing next time? Is that the, the process? It's constant learning? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Look, we would like for this to be perfect from the first minute. Um, it never is. You know, there are always things that you learn and there's a few teething issues and there's a couple that we've cleaned up even today because, again, no one wants this to be perfect more than us. But absolutely, we're taking notes all the time. You know, we are, we've got teams, you know, uh, Scott Favell leads our technology team and, and those guys are literally working until 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning every day and back on deck at, you know, 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, we're absolutely learning, but we're also surviving at the moment. You know, at the moment, all we think is... Um, you know, how lucky we are to still have, you know, almost two weeks of this to go. And just does the Chief Digital Officer for the Seven Networks sit with a huge analytics monitor that shows you what's happening in real time so you can see the spikes? And, like, do you have that? Like, TV doesn't have real time, and that's one of the great things about the internet is you can see what's spiking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are sitting there watching that, making sure that we're compensating for that. But and you know, getting all of getting the platform ready for people who pour into the pour in. Because I, one of the things I will say is that you know, while we're talking about Seven Plus alone across across the screens of Seven, this is the most integrated multi-platform event that's ever been delivered. You know, the push, you know, from broadcast into the streaming yep. service, which allows you to be able to choose what you want to watch, is is again, really setting a new standard here, I think. So on the one hand, we, we are watching in real time, but we also need to prepare. You know, the broadcast team tell us, hey, guys, get ready because we're about to push people from yeah, right. you know, tennis on main channel into the platform, which are programming decisions that have to be made when you've got so many sports and so much content. So we also have to, you know, we have to be a bit predictive and, and get ready for some of the changes that you just can't anticipate. And, and just finally, does it work the other way? Can um, can the the digital team ring Andy Kay and say, listen, the um, there's a huge spike in in streams on this event. Maybe you guys should pick it up. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, a good example. Um, you know, when the Boomers played Nigeria, you know, we had an enormous audience online, and we passed that back to the broadcast teams and. And that's the thing. There's literally not a delineation between the teams. You know, the way that we treat this is effectively Seven Olympics, you know, has more than 45 channels and you can access them. And it doesn't matter whether that's broadcast who, who curate that for you or whether it's on Seven Plus where you get to choose your own adventure. Um, you know, but absolutely, there's a really strong bond between the teams. Well, Jared, congratulations to you and to the team and to the people that are working day in, day out to make it keep working. It's uh, It's been faultless thus far and you've had some of the biggest events already, so I think you can have confidence that you've got a product that's um, that's going to kick goals and win medals of its own. Uh, no, congratulations. Thank you, Trevor. We really appreciate it. And again, it's been, uh, it's been incredible for all Australians. We're really happy. Trevor along with you taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. It's all you need to do. It's nice and easy. And Paul's done just that. G'day, Paul. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? I just wanted to ask you about a cloud storage. Uh, so that uh, we've got about three or four terabytes that I want to use yep. um, for to share with myself and the wife. Now, that's a lot of storage in the in the cloud. What what is it made up of? What what do you think is in your three or four terabytes? I mean, is it just documents? Is it photos? Uh, lots of photos, load of documents for my health and safety job that I do. So videos that I need for training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a whole heap of movies, but I can get rid of a load of those because I don't really watch those anymore. Oh, so, like actual full feature length movies? You're saying? Yes. Ah, right. Okay. 
So I mean, so that would norm that'd be the thing that'd kick you in, in a in a big way is movies because, to be honest, movies are not the sort of thing you would store in the cloud. Yeah, because they're massive. So every time you want to access them, you're going to need to download them most likely, or you're going to rely on streaming them kind of from your cloud storage. So if we just park that for a minute and just think about all the other stuff, do you think you'd be under, say, two terabytes without the movies? Uh, Possibly. Possibly a little bit more. So I've got two terabytes pretty much of my drive full, and obviously the wife has another drive that she uses as well. So And she's doing professional photography at the moment, so she's getting lots and lots and lots of photos every week. So yeah. I, it's, it won't take long to fill up another at least terabyte just with um, photos. And, and are you where do you primarily access this information? From my laptops. At home? Yes. And, and so how often would you need to access it remotely, do you think? Uh, not really that often. So I have looked at doing a home-based cloud storage type thing. Is something else I was looking at. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say to you, that's where I think you should be. I'm yep. a, a massive advocate for the cloud, as, as people would know. Um, I think Google Photos is amazing for storing your photos. I pay, I'm going to say, 25 bucks a month for two terabytes of storage on Google, and I've got heaps there. I also have a business Dropbox account. So, like all of, like it's, it sounds egotistical, but every time I do a Today Show segment, if it's if it's available online, I download it and save it. Like I've got lots of lots of stuff, documents over the years that are in, in my Dropbox. Um, but, you know, I, the reason for that for me is I use different devices all the time. I could be anywhere in the world, let alone here in the, in, in Australia, wanting to access them, so I want it all the time. Yep. But in my office, sitting here at my desk, I have a network-attached storage device, a NAS, and we have one at home as well. And it has in it multiple hard drives, which give me huge amounts of storage. So, for example, um, at home we've got a four-bay um, which means number of hard drives it can take, um, Synology um, system, which has, I think I bought, and I went crazy, and I spent a lot of money, uh, 18 terabyte hard drives in each. Now, Jeez. 18 by 4 does not equal the amount of storage you get, but it equals huge redundancy. So when one of those hard drives fails, you just pull it out, put another one in, and it's fine. You could buy, in your case, you could buy four 6 terabyte hard drives, and you'd probably end up with a pool of about 10 gigabytes of 10 terabytes of data space but you've also got the redundancy of any failure any issues and you think about your wife's photography i mean that's you don't want to yes. lose anything and those hard drives that you've got now that's great but one of those fails and well, you, you've lost it all which is why a local nas network attached storage is outstanding um okay. you have windows or or, or like mac computers Unfortunately, both. I use Windows. She uses Mac because the Mac computer is better for her photography. Yep, totally. So, so I went I've, through I've, this uh, a few months ago. Um, I ended up on a QNAP, Q-N-A-P, NAP, uh, QNAP NAS. Um, and the reason was uh, it has a Thunderbolt connection, which is on a modern Mac, so only on the most modern Macs. You can actually plug your Mac directly into this device, this box, as long as it's sitting on your desk. And, and I can edit a video of files that are on that, call it local cloud storage, right? I don't need it yep. on my computer ever. So when I, when I download videos, I put them straight on the NAS and then I edit there. But on my Windows computer, it's just it's a network drive. And so I can drag and drop my files across it just as a network storage. 
and it works beautifully. I, I won't um, edit stuff off the network, but I'll just move files onto my lo- local computer, use them for a while, and then put the finished version back on, for example, stuff like that. Um, yep. okay. The other brand I'd want you to look at is Synology, S-Y-N, Synology. Um, they're excellent. They're probably a bigger deal than QNAP in the home market, home small business market. You can get a two-bay, a four-bay, whatever size you want, mate. Just The actual NAS is really quite cheap, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's, it's the easy part um, because it's the hard drives that cost the money. Yeah. So you, you can buy a, a two-bay Synology for like 500 bucks, $800 for a, a four-bay one. And then just buy hard drives that you can afford. And remember this always, Paul. This is really critical. You've got, let's say you've got four three-terabyte drives in there. Yep. If you pull one of them out and put a 10-terabyte in, it just upgrades the overall storage bay. And then what you do over the course of the next few years, just upgrade it. One one drive at a time, one and, you, drive at a time. and, and yep. you never need to back up all your data. It's just always there. <laughs> and can you access that from elsewhere if need be? Or Absolutely possible to do. Yes. So each of them has okay. a, a kind of a cloud. They're, they're not. They've actually got their own like operating system. So you log onto them. It's like logging onto another computer. It's got the yep. own programs and things. And you install a, a cloud or a remote access program. Um, make sure that it's you know secure and locked down with strong passwords and stuff. But yeah, it works totally fine. Remember, though, that if you're at a mate's place, not only are you relying on the speed of his internet, but you're also then relying on the speed of your internet. And your internet at home, while it might be, let's say, 100 meg download, it's only 20 or 40 meg upload. So it's not as fast to get stuff off it, but it's still totally accessible. Okay. Sweet. I think that's your solution, mate. If you if you invest in the cloud, you're going to be spending huge amounts of money, and I think you're better off investing that money in in the short term. Um, and you know, hopefully, you've got a business you can maybe write it off as an expense. Um, yes. It, it well worth the. Ex- oh, so, for example, I'm sitting here, literally on the desk in front of me, is my eight bay QNAP. Now, I'm only using four of the bays, but I went. This thing is going to last me ten years. I'm going to keep this. And when I need the storage, I'll add the storage. Yes. All right? Okay. Yep, beautiful. Happy shopping, mate. Thank you very much for your time. And remember, always, happy wife, happy life. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Paul. Have a great day. Thank you, Trevor. See you. Bye-bye. No worries at all. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a very... It's an important thing to know that those solutions exist as well. I'll always favour the cloud for an average home user, especially for photo storage. And I know all the NAS providers, NAS means network attached storage, all the NAS providers are pushing themselves because Google put their prices and all that stuff and got rid of unlimited. But it's it's not the solution. Honestly, the best solution for your personal photos is the cloud. The best solution for a large photo library, like my father-in-law who's a photographer as well, is definitely a, a, a network attached storage. Good on you, Paul. Thanks for getting in touch. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, get in touch. Let's go to Steve. G'day, Steve. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, Trevor, I've um, got a relatively new Lenovo laptop, Mm -hmm. and um, I've only covered for protection and security by the Windows security. Yep. Uh, I'm just wondering if that's enough with me, given that I access uh, bank accounts and other financial and investments accounts yep. on my laptop. Do you own a car, uh, Steve? Say again? Do you own a car? 
Yes. Have you got third-party insurance? Yes. Have you got comprehensive insurance? Yes. So then the, the example is um, the Windows stuff is kind of like third-party insurance. It's a thing that just comes with it. You have to have it. It's required. Comprehensive yes. insurance is something you invest in for your own peace of mind, safety, and protection. Um, right. Given the price of antiviruses, basically 100 bucks a year. Like, it might be $70. Bucks. Um, you'll pay probably 130 if you want multi-device, so across your smartphones and stuff as well. Absolutely yes. worthwhile having, definitely. Now, okay. we, we support Trend Micro because they're, they're, a, they're an advertiser, but there's four big, big brands, Norton, Kaspersky, McAfee, and Trend Micro. Um, I've got Trend Micro on my computer and my devices. It's great. Sits there in the background, does its thing. And and the thing is, don't think of antivirus and internet security anymore as just being about viruses. Think about it as being proactive um, protection for you as well. So I'll give you an example. There's always an option when you install them about something about web protection, right? Tick the box, say yes. And what happens is when you Google, like you just Google, you know, anything like the Today Show or, or you listen to Burgess, right? Let's just Google John Burgess. Um, if I Google that, what, what Trend Micro does is it kind of analyzes the results and it puts a little tick or a cross next to each result and says, hey, don't go here. And if you try and go somewhere, it'll say, do you really want to go there? Because we don't think this is a safe website. And it tries to protect you from either getting viruses or being scammed. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, yeah, that's certainly something. All right. Wrong. So, trend micro, trend micro device security is what you want, my mate. Right, device security. I've, on my laptop, I keep um, cut coming up or keeps flashing up as McPhee, MCFEE. Yep. So McAfee. McAfee is 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 what was kind of that. What they do with laptops is they install the starter version of, of all these softwares, different companies, different software, um, so yes. that they're trying to entice you into buying it now. Let me be clear, Steve, for simplicity, if you click that button, it will just pretty much just go ahead and install and you'll pay your dollars. Um, I'm just saying my personal recommendation, mainly because they support me, and that's what I hope is other people support, the companies that support me, is Trend Micro. But the protection level you get, it's like insurance companies, right? Um, They all offer the same protection, except for home insurance, where it gets a bit complicated with the old act of God and all those things, right? But um, yeah, yeah, you'll be safe. I, I think my personal advice is to get and pay for internet security with whichever company you can. And uh, I would hope that you support Trend Micro. Yeah, um, more than happy and more certainly will do that because I want protection. And uh, Trend I'm, I'm, I'm uh, familiar with, yep. I'm knowing right. them, but uh, happy to do that. Um, just my second question would be, if I may. Absolutely. Um, my, I've got a mobile phone and um, I'm uh, also accessing stuff of financial importance on that from time to time. And um, I'm, I haven't got any protection at all on that. Should I uh, do that? And should I also use this trend to, to come across to the Yeah, mate, uh, that, that's the smartest, smartest thing you can do right now is, is when you buy the trend, buy the multi-device. Um, yes. And what it does, it gives you a, a code for the software you install on your mobile. Now, on a mobile phone like, a, like an Android phone, it does, it does two things, essentially. One is, or three things. One is it, it protects you from any apps that you, you go to download. It'll kind of check them. Um, the second thing is it will give you that kind of web protection, so stop you from clicking silly links and stuff. But it will also give you a thing they call ID security, which is um, essentially it, it knows, it looks after your email address, your passwords and everything, and it goes, actually, we think your password's been compromised and we suggest you change it. So it helps you understand if there's any, been any breaches of your personal information. Right, Okay. Well, that, that sounds great, and uh, I'll certainly uh, follow your 
advice there, Trevor, and thanks very much for taking the time to, to give it to me. I wasn't too sure which way to turn on that, and um, uh, having heard you on Burjo's show, I thought, ah, there's a, a good fellow to start with, and well, uh, thanks for... Mate, for any listener of John Burgess is, uh, is, is a good friend of the show, so happy to help, my man. Okay. Good Thanks on you, Steve. Much, Cheers, I mate. Appreciate your time and your help. Good on you. And uh, if you've got a question like Steve, get in touch. Burjo, uh, the great John Burgess, is he's actually a really good friend of mine, and he does six IX breakfast in Perth on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And I speak to him every uh, Saturday morning. I think I'm gonna say around seven thirty Perth time. Um, so tune in if you're in Perth. Uh, enjoy a bit of bit of music, a few crappy jokes from Burjo, and a bit of tech from Trev. That's how we roll. Might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair but he don't care, he's cool Thank you for listening. It's been wonderful to have you company once again. Um, there'll be another episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech later this week. We're, we're still thinking about that great new show. If you haven't heard about it, we're going to talk movies. <laughs> Crazy. Um, have a listen to the Two Blokes Talking Tech private feed over the last few weeks uh, for that. In fact, this week's private feed was all about my smelly house. That story is one for the ages, folks. So uh, jump over, search the uh, the app stores, the podcast stores for Two Blokes Talking Tech on Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are. And um, have a listen to the private feed. It's a bit of fun. Uh, But not for kiddies, okay? Not for kiddies. Thanks for listening. Always get in touch, EFTM.com, or find me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Talk to you next week. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.